If anyone is able to read to us or for us 8.7, much appreciated. Any volunteers? Yeah. Any volunteers? Never volunteer. Okay, I can. Oh, I Ooh, double volunteer. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna save one of these volunteers for next week. Uh, but yes. Christ in the work of mediation acts according to both natures by each nature doing that which is proper to itself. Yet by reason of the unity of the person, that which is proper to one nature is sometimes in scripture attributed to the person denominated by the other nature. Thank you. So, uh, we'll focus on this particular paragraph today. Next week, we'll mark our completion of Chapter 8 on Christ Mediator, and then we'll discuss that then. But today, please take a look at the scripture proofs. They'll uh, help you in guiding you and understanding uh, some of the statements that are made for us in 8.7. But allow me to pray, and then we'll give you some time in your groups to discuss and acquire uh, the content of 8.7. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Uh, we thank you for uh, this time that we are able to have together and study I know at times it could just seem very uh, heavy and theoretical, um, but I hope that be more so than that, that it would be enlightening for us and uh, that our understanding of Christ would deepen. And as that understanding deepens and as our knowledge expands, uh, that our love for you and our adoration of you and our reverence of you would only grow. We thank you and pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's just, let's just take some time to <coughs> contemplate 8.7 together, and then we'll reconvene. Okay, everyone, we're going to reconvene now and discuss some of our findings. I had some really great questions. Um, I also heard some terrible ideas on that side of the line. But, uh, it's all good, it's all good. Not this side of the room, that side of the room. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay, um, heard some great questions and some thoughts on the chapter. I just want to make it clear that this is one of the harder paragraphs in chapter 8, uh, but it's also, I think, one of the most important, I don't want to say most important, but one of the more important things you must understand because uh, if you don't, I was just telling this group, it could lead to some heretical thoughts. So, uh, any, okay, let's start from the back and then move forward. Uh, again, questions, thoughts, inquiries? <laughs> yes. Um, Our question is the whole thing. <laughs> Alright, start us off. I think I think once we get the ball rolling, everyone will have similar questions, so we can kind of just chime in popcorn style. Okay, last group. Or back of the room group. Okay, what you got? Where shall we start in terms of the inquiry? Some of the things you shared, or perhaps a question that came up in your group. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that Paul? It's Paul. Nice. Kill his bro. Paul. Let's do it. Let's There's so much. I believe, I believe. He was Paul. He was Well, he never changed his name. That's also wrong. It's okay, Mikey. Good try. Hey, um, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, we talked about. Like yeah, Christ being like obviously having two natures. Yes. Uh, one being obviously human and one divine. Yep. And, uh, and then we talked about like the biblical like um, language and like its indication. 
mm -hmm. why it's important and like uh, pretty much <coughs> necessary to not forget that Christ is obviously he has two natures and sometimes it's like uh, attributed into like uh, like like, uh, like one person which is Jesus mm -hmm. but then like when you get confused from like his human nature and divine nature you can't forget that it's just all Christ in you mm, okay <coughs> so when there is confusion um, as to the uh, work of the two natures um, to remember <coughs> that it is the one person of Christ who is um, enacting these things if you will right um, but nonetheless we do have uh, the paragraph here stating for us that um, that which is proper to one nature is in scripture sometimes attributed to the person designated by the other nature I think that last sentence is probably where most of this confusion will lie okay Sasha Regarding that, like an example could be like Jesus getting like, tempted. So, for mm -hmm. instance, confusion would be that God is being tempted. Mm. Uh, but for instance, it would be the human nature of Jesus getting tempted, while his divine nature uh, isn't. But just because it refers to the person of Jesus, it could create confusion. So, I think it kind of warns us, warns us about uh, this confusion that we might have. But at the same time, right. um, the fact that uh, Jesus is a mediator and he has to have both, both, these, both of these natures that are so um, antithetical to each other that yep. cannot like coexist for us, right? Because we would think if there is one, then the other one uh, shouldn't be present, that yes. they are mutually exclusive. Yeah. But here they both are confined to one. Wow, great example. We can just wrap oh up now. <laughs> That's that pretty much uh, it. She doesn't study math, by the way. That was... That was really good for non-mathematicians. Um, no, that was that was probably. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, no, fantastic. Like that was a great, great example. Um, we gotta have a build up, but we need to build on the question, okay? Um, so, if you need further explanation, we can go into it, but why is it so important that we make note of it? Why, why do you think it was important for the divines to, um, to write this for us? Because it seems trivial, right, to say, I mean, we kind of understand this to be the case, but why would they have to have, why would they want to precisely articulate this for us? Thoughts? I guess it's kind of like what Sasha said, and that if it was necessary as his role as a mediator, yes. in order for like the basis of our salvation to be true. Like, right, 8.2, 8.3. speaking of the natures, and then 8.3, uh, speaking of how, you know, being full of the Spirit, and then 8.4, that those were necessary uh, for our mediation, right? But the question we're asking today is, why is it, it seems to me at least from uh, a superficial sense, or at least I could play like a little bit of uh, play the other side of the argument here and say, well, is it really important that we differentiate differentiate the two natures in the first? If it's just one person acting anyway, is it so important that we are cautious in our language um, and our in our understanding uh, in terms of like when the second person of Trinity is doing something post incarnation that we differentiate which nature is doing what? Is it important, and why would it be? So we don't contaminate his divine nature, and then mm. we also don't try to attribute anything that's uh, 
divine to the human nature to make that very clear distinction. Yes. Uh, and to like formulation works. Uh, <coughs> in, the in the definition, it was saying how a mediator would have to be like a neutral party or kind of one that's not skewed towards one or the other. So mm. she was kind of being perfectly both. Mm. Allows you to be the only one who can actually do that work. Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. Take it easy. Yeah. We're gonna give other people to. You should answer after wrong answers. You're like stealing um, all my thunder. Yeah. I really don't like that. <laughs> I really don't like that. When Richard has nothing to add, when his <laughs> hand doesn't go right into the air, you know you've done a good job. Um, Thanks for nothing. <laughs> this is where Mikey gets eager to share something to, to steal some. Uh, some <laughs> <spotlight>. <laughs> 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 Did she already share everything? Any new information would just be heretical. <laughs> so there's, like a there's a limit as to like, wow. how much can be shared. Wow, you've also silenced Mikey. Wow. That's a miracle. You know what? Can I add? Yes. <laughs> 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 the However, yeah, there will so be addition made. I think uh, Jet, Jet looked at the text and I think it's it's really subtle, but it's uh, Acts 2, 20, 28, right? It says, um, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Right. So God purchased the church with his own blood. Mm -hmm. That can't make sense technically because yes. God doesn't have blood. Right. So that's why the sentence says. Yes, he does. Just kidding. <laughs> that's why the sentence says that which is proper to one nature. It doesn't say it's attributed to the other nature. Right attributed to the person yes. so Christ as person yes. because he's two natures mm -hmm. yes. so the Lord here so God here is Jesus yes and technically if Jesus were just God this this verse would make no sense like right. God doesn't have blood yes but because it's denominated to the is attributed to the person who is both natures yeah we shouldn't and and, and she's absolutely right like we shouldn't attribute um, blood to the divine or else you contaminate the divine Right, because right. the divine has no blood. So, and then vice versa, you, you did everything else. That's just yeah. one point. And then vice versa, it would be incorrect to do that too, mm. to state that human nature on its own could be divine. Right. right. Uh, so we cannot, um, we cannot make this like. Um, I think there's a tendency in our human minds to make sense of make sense of the hypostatic union in a manner in which makes sense to us. Like we try to come up with comparisons, right? Um, and perhaps in your groups, you came up with like analogies or trying to th think this through and figure out like an image that works but i'll just tell you now every single i don't i don't even need to hear what you came up with it's wrong like it cannot possibly make sense uh there is no analogy for this yeah there exists nothing in this universe other than the person of christ where this union makes sense and so what we attribute as a work to the person and as a work to the divine in the two natures of christ we cannot cross attribute right we attribute to the person who stands at the if you will at the middle of these two things right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. just that's how scripture speaks of this and is not wrong so there's an easy way for someone to read scripture and go aha see here's an example where the divine is being attributed to the to the, to the human nature of christ right but we would say no no no, no. it's being attributed to the person of christ mm -hmm. right and the human nature is not taking on that role or that particular act and vice versa mm. right so we wouldn't say for example that Christ's divine nature, that God, the divine, died on the cross for your sins. Right. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? We mm -hmm. see Jesus Christ, the person, uh, second person who came and incarnated, he died for your sins, he shed his blood, he broke his body for you, right? But it is not divine who died on that day. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm.
God has never died. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> God has never ceased, right? Any any of the three persons. Um, we've covered a lot, but any other groups? Any thoughts or questions that perhaps built on these things or uh, perhaps need further explanation? Sasha killed the whole. Yeah. She, <laughs> she killed time limits. Time limits. Right? Seriously. Uh, Unjump. The last phrase. Can you read it for us? By reason of the unity of the person that which is proper to our nature and sometimes in scripture attributed to the person denominated by the other nature. Right. Um. Before I do, did any groups, uh, we kind of touched on, well, I mean, we did touch on this, but before I re-articulate it, did any groups cover this particular part of the paragraph? Okay, what did, what did you come up with? Let's hear from this group. This group's awfully quiet. Okay, you've been, uh, you've been uh, elected by the group. But I will, I will answer the question, but just uh, what did your group come up with or think? Or discuss. Pretty much the same thing. Really. Okay. I mean, it's interesting though. Like, um, in the scripture, prove. Yes. Um, so I, I'm going off of the book here because I couldn't find it in like different translations of the Bible. Okay. So for example, in First John three sixteen. Yeah. First uh, John three sixteen is an example that the book says, like the the. the commentary book says yeah the scripture even refers to god dying yes right um but in any translation i don't really see it as god dying it's just a son of man this is you know christ <coughs> uh stuff stuff like that as instead of saying god died so um i think the some of the translations of the bible kind of take that into account of what the divines were talking about mm -hmm. Um, so that it kind of eliminates that potential confusion. Sure. Um, other than that, like the, the basis of what we're talking about, like Christ, like human nature, uh, divine nature, referring to the same person of Christ, I think yeah. we, we talked about that for sure. Yeah. Um, as for what the scripture refers to when they talk about attributing to one nature, sorry, sorry, that is proper to one nature in scripture yes. is sometimes attributed to the person designated by the other nature. I think that's sort of what the different uh, translations kind of touch on and try to uh, uh, what, what is that right word? Take your time, bro. <laughs> lost, lost my word. Lost my train of thought. Um, mitigate. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mitigate. Yeah. Okay. Very that's nice. Um, this group, what were, your some, what were some thoughts? on this particular paragraph. Is it in relation to that question? Yes. If you can, <coughs> if not, you can say something else too. I think it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the, the talks about scripture, mm -hmm. um, yeah, specifically they gave examples, right? Like the God's blood. Yep. Um, and the tempting. Mm -hmm. What else? <laughs> Yeah, it's a tricky one to understand if you're not familiar with scripture itself. Um, but look, before, actually, st instead of starting from yet by reason, I think you need to start 
earlier where it says Christ acts according to both natures, right? Um, each nature does what is proper to itself. So the human nature, the divine nature, does what is proper to that nature. And they cannot do that which that which um, that nature is not really capable of, if you will, right? So the divine cannot sin, for example, right? Etc. right? Um, yet, by reason, so this is just by reason of particularly the unity of his person, so Christ holding both natures, that which is proper to one nature, so either the divine or the human nature, is in Scripture. So in the Bible, sometimes um, those things are attributed to the other, uh, is, sorry, it's attributed to the person, right? It does not attribute to the other nature. That's what it's trying to clarify. So sometimes when we read Scripture, we may think that the Bible is saying, oh, the divine nature of Christ, right, the divinity of Christ is, uh, and the uh, human nature of Christ, they're kind of like, I don't know, you could say like overlapping in mm. duties mm. and operation. But what the Bible is actually stating, although it may not be clear at first read, is the Bible is attributing those things to the person so that those two natures, as, as uh, Sasha shared with us, do, do not contaminate. They do not overlap, if you will, right? Um, and that's what it's trying to clarify. Because sometimes when we read the Bible, as Richard shared with us, it could seem like, oh, God shed his blood? Mm -hmm. Wait, God doesn't shed blood? How does that work, right? And that could cause confusion. And so the divines are fighting the potential harm of heresy or the birth of heresy if we cross-contaminate these things. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, <laughs> Yes, and Richard's going to walk through them all for us. Also, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how to read this section in the flow of the chapter, how it fits. Yes. Okay, you want to do the flow? Well, I just had something to add on. Okay, add on. So, <clears throat> I can see why the divines would write this. Yeah. And they're kind of like giving us... I guess like a heads up, like, you know, sometimes the Bible articulates, mm. like, God shedding his blood. It's not obviously, you know, the divine yeah. God, but it's the human uh, Jesus shedding his blood. Because I remember talking to a Muslim friend, mm -hmm. and he would say stuff like, how can God die? Or how can God bleed? Mm. How can God, you know, be sad? Or, like, mm -hmm. um, he even said, like, how can God come out of the vagina? Right? Like... Because, like, their perception of God is this yes. perfect person without any blemish or, like, human tendencies. Mm -hmm. And I guess this kind of addresses that a little bit because he is right in the sense that God can't bleed, right, mm -hmm. or be killed. And so um, it kind of helps to understand, like, if I had this conversation again with that Muslim friend, well, he's not really my friend, but... <laughs> If I had a befriend him, bro. You can befriend Muslims. It's okay. You know, that's my choice. But uh, if I had a conversation with him again, I'd be like, "Hey, you're right, but you're wrong. Because it's not the divine God that's bleeding. Oh, true, true, true. It's the human Jesus. Beautiful. 
in your face. <laughs> well, you don't have to add in your face. You can certainly explain the two natures of Christ. Yes. Really explain the question. Yes, Richard. Um, so the Roman Catholics believe that Christ is mediator according to only his human nature. Yes. Right. Because they thought that it didn't logically make sense for God to be a mediator of God, God and man. Right. So because they said he's mediator according to only his human nature, the human nature has massive limitations. So that left room for like. Um, the Eucharist, that left room for like the merit of the saints, right? Because it's like the human nature um, can't do everything on its own, right? So then that was an excuse for the Catholics to add in all these different other ways of salvation. Yeah. You got it? So like, but the Reformed and the Lutherans said, no, because the human nature provide what's proper to the human nature is a body that can die, and what's proper to the divine nature is a nature that can add infinite value to that sacrifice on the cross, yeah. right? So because of that infinite value, there's no more need for like going to the saints anymore, right? Because Christ's death is infinitely, it, it pays everything, right? But the Catholics didn't want to admit that, because if they do, their whole church just gets wrecked, right? The, the whole church just crumbles, because it, it depends on them believing that Christ is mediator only according to his human nature, which is limited, and can't provide an infinite, infinitely valuable sacrifice for sin. Mm -hmm. So that was the main reason why they put this in here. Like it's clear that it needs to be both natures, or else the death on the cross can't can't pay for the sins of everyone. It's not sufficient. It's not sufficient. So what are like what are the things they do? Well, well they have what, different sacraments. Yeah, saints. Yeah. Um, your own works are meritorious, right? Yeah. Like you do baptism, and then in, in Catholicism you you um cooperate with grace to, to get more point, salvation points. Confession is one of them. That's yes. one of them. Yeah, that's 100%. one of the sacraments. So, no, but the, the reason you would have to do that is because just as we would go to Christ to confess our sins, uh, we can go to a priest and be received recipients of, of grace as well at, when we confess our sins to priest. <laughs> <laughs> but you can understand why that makes no sense from a from a Protestant perspective, right? Because we would say, well, why would you go to a priest when when Christ is your mediator, right? Mm -hmm. But to them, Christ is a mediator that sets almost a template for the, what the priest would do and function as in today's Catholic, Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, so again, like almost everything, Richard, you would agree, like I think almost everything in here is fighting Roman Catholicism. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's, you have to keep that as a back backdrop. Yeah. Would like um, saints be considered yeah. yeah. Oh. Priests. Yeah. The Pope. Yeah. Just as the function of the Holy, like the uh, function of the High Priest in the in Israel in the Old Testament, I think Catholics would say they sort of function in a similar way today, where you kind of bring your sins to them, and Christ is the Lamb, but they need to like kind of take it and etc. Uh, hand up here. Was there a hand here? No. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah. But I also think, although they might may not have had this in mind. I also think it fights other external possible heresies that could arise. I mean, if you read into uh, Christian, like his, Christian history with many, many, many different forms of, uh, or many, many different heresies that um, were, were formed during both, you know, in Christ's time and in post, and then during this time as well as now, I mean, dare I say almost, almost all of them center around a misunderstanding of Christ. Right, and that really leads to it, it. It just leaves room for leakage, um, and when you do that, um, and you misunderstand Jesus, you kind of misunderstand the whole thing, right? It's kind of where everything hinges. So this is critical. Like it, again, it could seem very trivial. It's like, whoa, like do we really need to like go this deep into this thing? Yes, I think we do because 
uh, it, it is so foundational that we understand uh, Christ. But to answer your second question, how does it build in the chapter? Which is a great question because, again, the divines order all these statements in a specific way. So chapter in paragraph 2, we dealt with the two natures. In paragraph 3, uh, we got the full of the Spirit. The Spirit becomes what? Sort of the enabler of these things, right? Of His mediation on our behalf. Uh, um, to fulfill the task, right? Filled with the Spirit. And then when we get to the seventh paragraph here, we kind of get a deeper or building on of those two paragraphs, right? That it's the two natures, the Spirit, and then uh, making them distinct, yet one in the one person. And there is that, that clarity now, because you understand He holds those two natures, and you understand that there is uh, a distinction between the two, yet there is that union in that one person. That makes sense. Okay, any other questions that came up in this paragraph, or any other thoughts or questions about anything else? Great. Okay, next week we will conclude with eight point eight. Uh, conclude as in conclude the eighth chapter, and then we go into a section called salvation. And I think it's going to talk on things that you guys will love, which is free will. Free, free will. will. Wow. I love free will. And no free will. But before we get to free will, as promised, we will have a Spiritual huge energy. quiz battle on the confession of faith. I am so excited. <laughs> Spiritual 100. Yes. But if, so if you're hesitant because you're saying, well, I just recently started coming out and I haven't read the confession of faith, just that's okay. We will pair you with Richard. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, <laughs> yes. You know how you said there's not a single like analogy that can no. represent. Okay. The two natures of Christ as a The hypostatic no. union. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. Give us the give Teacher. us the analogy. <laughs> quantum mechanics. Bro, 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 bro. Where <laughs> electron is. No, that's not simultaneous that, positions at the same it's time. It's not simultaneous. Oh, it's, nice try. it's It's over. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a perception of simultaneous yeah, yeah, yeah. position. You tried, you tried. You tried, you tried. And uh, I think you're talking about quantum physics. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so nice try. Anyways. <laughs> watch some Neil deGrasse Titans Tyson videos and thought he could outsmart us. <laughs> Okay, anyways, so yeah, so next week we'll look at 8.8, we'll look at 8.8 next week, we'll finish the 8th chapter, and then our fun, you know, I guess mid-season quiz will be on the first 8 chapters, 1 to 8, so you just gotta study up on it, it's not gonna be too intense, we'll maybe make it like Jeopardy style, so some questions will be tougher than others, and uh, the only tricky part of this is dividing up the groups, but uh, don't be offended, right, uh, based on what group you end up in. Uh, we're just going to, you know, kind of place everyone in. But here's the deal. The prize is going to be insane. Yeah, it's not going to be some, like, little prize, like, oh, I got a Starbucks card. Or, like, I'm going to make you try by making the prize incredibly lucrative. Is it your espresso machine? No, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, some pretty, like, I'm, like, I'm putting putting some money behind this, okay? Whoa. So, Whoa. so if you want if you want to win, you're gonna have to participate. Uh, but the incentive on our end is just so that everyone studies hard and um, tries to learn this stuff and appreciate it. Richard is playing. Yeah. You're allowing me. Richard might be Richard might wait. Richard might get some pop culture questions thrown in there. What is what is Riz? What is Riz? <laughs> 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 what 
I want perfect articulation. Learn from Tim this week. Watch some TikTok for a week. I'm gonna get TikTok just for this week. Watch Tim's videos. Anyways, so we'll do the we'll do the teams and all that stuff like another like probably next week or the week after, and then we'll figure it out. But anyways, in the meantime, just study up chapters one to eight. With that said, allow me to pray, and we'll end for today. Gracious God, we thank you for this time. How wonderful it has been for us to continue to think through and understand um, Jesus and um, his natures. And the times could be confusing, uh, a little bit trivial too, but thank you for um, not just the complexity of this for us to um, really try to comprehend, but also the beautiful simplicity of it. Um, and we thank you for the understanding we were able to gauge and gain through one another. I hope that these things will be fruitful. And uh, God, we just ask that we will continue uh, to love Christ more and more uh, each and every single day. We thank you and pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Max. Amen.